Welcome back to my ongoing series on retroactive jealousy and cognitive distortions. In today's video, we're covering the cognitive distortion of should statements. My name is Zachary Stockhill, and since 2013, I've been working one-on-one -on -one with thousands of men and women from all over the world, helping them overcome retroactive jealousy, helping them overcome obsessive jealousy, and most of the time, save their relationships. If you'd like to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, or you'd like more information about my work, please visit my website at retroactivejealousy.com. Before we get started, a quick note for the people who are new to my channel or new to this series. The term retroactive jealousy refers to unwanted intrusive thoughts, often obsessive curiosity in what I call mental movies around a partner's past relationships and or sexual history. And cognitive distortions are irrational, unhelpful, counterproductive thought patterns that basically hold us back from a happier life, that hold us back in our relationships, and that contribute to things like anxiety, depression, OCD, and what we call retroactive jealousy. So what are should statements? And why are should statements potentially a problem? Should statements refer to things that we tell ourselves we should or must do, or maybe things that other people should or must do. And we often take the reasons why for granted. We often don't question the reasons why someone should do something or why we should do something. It's almost like this background programming in our brain that tells us that you know, good people do this, or bad people do that, or we should do this, we should do that. Should statements can create doubt and fear because often we're not even entirely conscious that we're falling victim to a should statement because we just have these feelings of guilt or shame or fear. We don't really know where they're coming from until we unpack some of the background noise in our psyche and realize that we're feeling compelled to do something based on a preordained or a predetermined idea of, you know, why we should do this or why someone should do that or good girls do this or bad guys do that or whatever. So what are some examples of should statements? Um, I should lose weight, which is probably true for me. I should call my dad more. I should take out the garbage later. She should call me back. She should text me back earlier. She shouldn't have slept with that idiot. Uh, he shouldn't have lied to me. You get the idea. Now, some of these statements are definitely innocuous. However, if we don't question why, you know, why should we do that? Why are good girls that way? Why are we drawing these conclusions? And are these conclusions serving us and other people? Unless we question those statements, we're gonna fall victim to them and they could lead us to make some bad decisions and they could contribute to feelings of fear and doubt. So let's take the weight loss example. You could tell yourself, I should lose weight. And you might think, again, that's probably innocuous and it's maybe even true. So I'll, I'll grant you that, it could be true. And in my case, it absolutely is true. But what's a better thing that I could be telling myself? I'm gonna eat healthier today. I am going to the gym this afternoon. You see, I'm kind of breaking it down into the components that are going to get me exactly where I want to go. I'm making the goal smaller and more kind of digestible, and I'm changing my language, I'm changing my self-talk to reflect that, to actually put this in terms that I can actually use to help me get where I want to go by changing my own self-talk. People often use should statements when it comes to the way they view the world and other people. For example, you may look at your partner, if you're a retroactive jealousy sufferer, and say, she shouldn't have slept with that idiot. Now, I understand feeling that emotion. I understand loving someone and looking at a choice they've made in the past and thinking they shouldn't have done that. However, if you take a step back, you can realize that, you know, who am I to be making this value judgment, number one. Number two, it's her life, it's her past. She probably has her own should statements that she's dealing with. She probably has her own feelings of guilt or regret or whatever around perhaps dumb choices she made in her past. Ultimately, she's responsible for her own growth, her own development, and she's entitled to her past. She's entitled to make mistakes and all the rest. 
And as I often say on this channel and elsewhere, we most of us have at least one or two nights from our past that we kind of like to take back. Furthermore, if you really want to get daring and adventurous, and I realize this won't seem appealing to a lot of retroactive jealousy sufferers, but I'm at the point in my life where I'm quite comfortable with these thought experiments, you can look at that and turn it around and say, okay, she should have slept with that idiot. And again, I realize that seems absolutely insane to a lot of retroactive jealousy sufferers, but bear with me here. What is the evidence that she shouldn't have slept with that idiot? And again, you'll run down the laundry list of all the reasons why he's a bad person, she should value herself, and yada, yada, yada. Okay, fine. She should have slept with that idiot. What's the rationale for that? Maybe she learned some painful lessons that if she hadn't learned those lessons, you know, 10 years ago, she'd be destined to repeat them for another 10 years. Maybe that bad choice prevented her from making even worse choices in the future. Maybe she learned something from that experience that continues to serve her today and that in some weird way led her to choose being with you. So none of this is fact. I don't know you, I don't know your situation. These are just hypothetical situations or, or hypothetical statements you can look at around the idea or around the concept of retroactive jealousy. Not trying to dictate how anyone should be thinking. But the point is, every time you make a should statement, you may have a certain rationale behind that statement, but you can always turn it around and start questioning and prodding it. And realize that you can make should statements about just about anything. So be conscious of where you're making should statements in your life, or maybe as it relates to retroactive jealousy, be conscious where you're making should statements and where you're making should statements where it's not necessarily helping you, where it's not necessarily going to help you reach your goals. My homework for you today, as in all these videos in this series, is to encourage you to think about where you're making should statements in your own life, where you're making should statements with regards to your feelings about other people, where you're making should statements with regard to your retroactive jealousy, and start challenging those should statements a little bit, start cultivating better, more proactive ways of thinking. Thanks for listening to the Zachary Stockhill podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. To learn more about my work on jealousy, relationships, and more, please check out my YouTube channel at Zachary Stockhill. For information about my online courses, books, and coaching service, please visit my website at retroactivejealousy.com.